One day I asked the Father, Yahweh, what is the one thing you'd like to tell this generation? If you could go and now speak to these people, this world, what would you tell the believer? And I heard so clearly in my spirit the following. I'm coming back and I'm coming for the lost sheep of Israel. But they're still lost. You see, the people that God came for, he said, I did not come but for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. They're still lost today. You see, we have this amazing thing that occurred prophesied in Romans through Paul, where the Gentiles will come in, the nations, the foreigners, the strangers will be will, his eyes will be opened to the son of God who came for the salvation of the world. And indeed, that has happened. We see what we call Christianity today comprised mostly of the stranger that has come in to God's kingdom, who has been grafted into Israel. But see, many of the lost sheep of the house of Israel, that who both of the bloodline, those people who 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 were the lost sheep, many of them are still lost. And see what God, what you, the very thing that Yeshua, Jesus came to do. He came for Judah too. He came for the lost sheep too. He came for our brothers, the, our Jewish brothers too. And then I heard God say the following so clearly. Christians are not concerned with the lost sheep. And this is not why I gave them my spirit. I did not give them my spirit to just be concerned with themselves. I gave them my spirit to provoke the Jews to jealousy. I gave them my spirit to be filled and walk in power in obedience, to walk in accordance to my law and instructions, which I gave from the beginning. To provoke Judah to jealousy, but my, but my, my, the Christians are not doing that. They're so concerned with themselves playing church. While the Jew is the unbeliever down the street, we never want to talk about. And oh, they're just unsaved. Oh, shame. No, God says this must change if you want me to come back. As you need to go and reach out to your brother Judah, you need to go and say, brother, you need your Messiah. And the way we do that is by understanding the the revival that God is bringing all around the world right now. The revival of spirit and truth where he fills us with his spirit to the brim and allows us to keep the law written on our heart. Because see, brothers and sisters, for 1,500 years, Christianity has been so far divorced from the thing entrusted to our brother Judah, the Torah. You see, that very thing that our Messiah kept to the T and said, then, now walk as I walk in the book of John. That thing that we said, oh, we don't need to do that anymore. That's for Jews. That's the reason the Jews don't want our Messiah. Because we are proclaiming a false Messiah. We say that he abolished his father's instructions, but he never did. Matthew 5, 17, I did not come to abolish the Torah or the prophets. I came to fill it to the brim, to fulfill it, to complete it. I came to be the fullness, the manifestation thereof for all to see and walk out and imitate. 
And I saw, and then he goes on in Matthew 5, around 19 and onwards, he says that whoever teaches the one of the least of the least of the least of these commandments in the Torah, by the way, is abolished or does, does not teach and do them, that person will be called least in my kingdom of heaven. But the one who teaches and does it will be called great. Let me tell you why. Because the purpose, the primary purpose that, the, the, that God has poured out His Spirit on the foreigner and the stranger who is engrafted into Israel is to provoke the lost sheep of the house of Israel to jealousy. And not only them, but everyone around them, but the lost sheep too. You see, we have tossed the lost sheep that our Messiah came for aside. And God says that I will not come back until the fullness of the Gentiles be coming, as written through the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, until the fullness of the Gentiles be coming. It means that they are filled. They are full of God. They are full of the revelation of God, full of the truth, full of the spirit. And see, it's contagious. If you are full of spirit, you're full, full of truth. You will provoke your brother Judah to jealousy. But until then, it will not happen. And this is why the fullness of the Gentiles must come in. And if when the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, our brother Judah will see this. They will see this incredible work of God and they will come to him too. And the, because remember, the purpose of Messiah was not just for us. It was for them. Because see, brothers and sisters, you need to understand there was a, been a divide, that divide between Jew and Gentile that came in and done through Satan himself. To divorce us from the th- words entrusted to the Jewish people. The words of the Torah that, pro- that the Apostle Paul, all the disciples, Yeshua and everyone else kept to the T. You see, the first century church does not look like how it is today. The first century church was where they stood up to read the Torah and the prophets. They stood up to read that and that was what it comprised of. Today, you will be hard, it will be really hard to find a church where the Torah is read in any fashion. We have motivational speeches that makes us feel good, but it has is such so lacking of the truth. Even in our more conservative movements and denominations, the Torah has been thrown out. But God calls us back to that place to study ourselves approved so our Jewish brother can see there is something about this that is different. There is something they are able to keep it in a way that I have never been able to keep because see, without the spirit, the spirit poured out on the believers of Yeshua. You will never be able to keep the Torah and the law as you're supposed to because the law has been written on your heart and he changes you from the inside out and enables you to keep it. He takes out your heart of stone and gives you a heart of flesh. That means that he takes out the rock where the Torah was just written on as a rule book and he gives you, he transforms your flesh or heart into flesh. In other words, now it's written on your flesh. It's written on your heart. By nature, you want to keep the Torah. That is what it means. It doesn't mean, oh, it's just ooey gooey. I can do what I want it means that you will be obedient to the word that the holy spirit wrote and that is Torah and the prophets and the rest of the new testament you see you will be obedient to it all you will stop picking and choosing what you want and you will stop making excuses and you will say father i'm gonna go sit from genesis revelation i'm gonna understand that every word in here is for me and applicable to me and i will do my best to study myself approved and keep it to provoke my brother judah to jealousy 
Brothers and sisters, this is God's desire for this generation. And this is the call that he has brought on this generation. And we will do good to follow this through with everything we have. Proclaim the true gospel that includes everything I've been talking about in this message. The gospel is not just that Jesus came to die. It is also that we need to now die with him and be obedient to walk as he walked. And you will never be able to walk as he walked without keeping your whole Bible and not just the part of it that your pastor told you you should keep. You see, the time is up for that excuse of saying, oh, you my, my, my pastor told me to, oh, uh, you know, becoming before God, he's going to be like, I don't care what your pastor told you. I gave you the same Bible that everyone else had. Now, why didn't you keep it? We will become before him and we will be judged on our obedience and what you know. And after you've seen this message, your responsibility has just increased because now you have need to be obedient. Now you know the truth. Test my message, test my words, but test it at the throne and the feet of God. And not just with your man-made ideas and tradition and all the things that you thought were true. You see, there needs to come a time in our lives when we need to come before God. And it's not about what I say. It's not about what anyone else says. It's about you coming before God and saying, Father, I am willing to give up every single doctrine in my, in my mind, every single thing that I know about you for the truth. If there is something that I don't believe that I believe that is not true, that contradicts your word, you need to show me in your word. You need to wreck every lie in my mind. You see, unless that happens, you will never be able to walk as he walked because that's what it means to die to yourself and your pride because it is pride that holds on to man-made tradition traditions and holds that above the words of God, just like the Pharisees did. You see, we are easy to say, oh, we're not like the Pharisees. But it simply comes down to, do you lift your tradition above the word of God? Do you believe you lift your beliefs about God, above what God has told you about himself? And see, you will never know what he tells you about himself if you're not intimate and in relationship with him, close with him. And in that place, your eyes will be opened like Paul's. You know, Paul's eyes, he's blinded because of pride. And God opened it when he humbled himself. In the same way, we need to recognize we're blind before God can open our eyes. I'll see you guys in the next video. Shalom.